0: You're listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. You can connect with Perry and read more of his thoughts on relationships at perrynoble.com.
1: Thanks for tuning in to episode 5 of Singleness, Sex and Dating with Perry Noble. Today on the podcast, Perry will continue to be answering the questions that you have been asking on his website. And you can still visit perrynoble.com forward slash ask to vote on which topics you want Perry to answer in his upcoming relationship book. Yay! Which <laughs> That releases hey. next fall. So let's get started with some of these questions. Perry, our first question comes from Dustin in New York New City. York. <laughs> he writes, as dumb as it sounds, how do you date someone and not have sex? It's not normal for me. What if you are not sexually compatible with each other and you don't find out till it's too late?
0: Dustin, uh, first of all, I'm going to answer this from a, from a Christian standpoint. And so I don't know where you stand in your relationship with Christ and or if you know Jesus or but a, as a follower of Christ, we're called to refrain from sex before marriage. Um, and the fear is uh, what if we're not sexually compatible? Here's the deal Dustin. if you have a penis <laughs> and she has a vagina, you're compatible. That's that's pretty much how to know. That's awesome. If you have a penis and she has a v- vagina, you're going to be compatible. You're going to figure it out, and that's part of the beauty of marriage.
1: Yep. It's pretty noble for you people. This is why I love my pasta. All right, question two, moving on. It's It's, real awkward in this room right now.
0: But it's true. Did I say anything untrue?
1: (laughs) it's absolutely true. Praise the Lord. I love it. All right, question two is from Travis in Georgia, and he writes, Pastor P, I've been addicted to pornography for years, but I've recently decided to break this addiction and pursue purity through Jesus. How can I begin to pursue a woman in a godly way with the remnants of my porn addiction still haunting me?
0: Travis, man, here's the deal about the enemy. He's always going to want to bring up our past, and... I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Travis, that I still have to fight that battle daily. Like, think because men were very visually driven, and so images that we've seen for some reason are burned into our minds. And so it's one of those things where 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says we've got to take every thought captive and make it obedient mm-hmm. to Christ. Understand. In other words, it's not going to just naturally be obedient to Christ. And so I would say that you've got to continue to fight that fight on a daily basis. And understand, and this is the biggest thing, Travis, that pornography does, is it really distorts and diminishes the value of women. Um, because when you get married, that's not what your wife's main call to do, is to please you the way that the women were pleasing the guys in the pictures or the film mm-hmm. or you know or whatever on your phone or what, however you were watching it. And But I would just encourage you, friend, you you can overcome the battle in your mind and begin to view women as valuable and a treasure. And that would that would be what I would say Travis is going to be your toughest battle is truly seeing her as valuable and not someone that you ultimately want to use. That's going to be your biggest battle and I'm telling you brother it's worth the fight.
1: That's great. So fight that fight on a daily basis. That's excellent. Question number three is from Nathan in South Carolina, and he asks, what are some great dating guidelines for people that serve in full-time ministry?
0: Nathan, great question. I I served in full-time ministry and was dating. And man, I I would just tell you, it's the the same. Um, I don't think there's any extra guidelines. I will tell you this, though. I will tell you this, Nathan. Um, In ministry, you've got to have your guard up at all times. Um, and I would tell any single to have your guard up at all times. But if you're single, the number one area you're going to get attacked in is the area of compromising sexually. And you don't even have to try for that temptation. It's, it's going to happen. And so I would... I, I would, Nathan, as Lucretia and I started dating, the closer we got to marriage the less time I would spend with her privately. I'd be like, we're going out with a bunch of friends tonight, and then we're going to come back to my apartment, but you're not going to go in. And she, she'd be like, well, what if i got to go to the bathroom? And literally I was like, oh, I'll stand outside the apartment. Well, I was legalistic about it um, because I, I figured if I'm not spending time alone with her. Now some people are like, well, how are we supposed to get to know each other? Coffee shop. Uh, Burger King, uh, you know, just, just whatever. Mm. I mean, McDonald's, uh, no, I, yeah. Not just, the
1: last two. Huh? Not the last two.
0: Well, no, you can go to Burger King. Check this out.
1: No one wants to go to Burger King. No, 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 no. Listen,
0: listen, listen. You know, let me finish. You can drop a couple bucks at Burger King and get a soda and go sit over in the corner and talk and just keep refilling your soda over and over and over again.
1: All the girls in the room are shaking their heads saying no.
0: You know why? Because none of them are presented with a guy that's hot enough to go to Burger King with right now. <laughs> Bam! Got him!
1: Oh, wow. At least Chick-fil-A. I mean, chick fil A's is classier.
0: Ch- Chick-fil-A is good. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> All right. Question number four is from Alex in South Carolina. And this is a great question from Alex. She asks... I was in a serious relationship with a guy for 4 years, but we broke up 4 years ago, and my head and my heart have been with him and only him ever since. How do I trust that God has a plan for me when the plan that he's instilled in my heart 8 years ago always leaves me broken, hopeless, and empty? How do I begin to heal and accept my defeat?
0: Alex, I am uh, if I'm wrong here, then please forgive me. I'm um I'm not trying to make a uh, judgment call, but based on the way that you've worded this question, um, the relationship probably went further than it should have. Because if you're that connected to a guy that you broke up with or broke up with you four years ago, then the connection was way more than emotional, and it was way more than spiritual. I I see a physical connection here. And the thing you've got to do, Alex, before you're going to be able to move on, is you've got to truly, truly accept the grace of God and the forgiveness for your past. Um, and and I, you know, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or I, I, I just see in this question some serious hurt, some serious confusion, some serious frustration. Um, and I would tell you that you're going to have to. Find a pastor, a mentor, a counselor, Mm -hmm. a friend, open up to them and ask them to help you through the healing process because you have not, in your mind, healed from where you allowed yourself to go in this relationship, and that is essential for Mm -hmm. you to move on.
1: So accept the grace of God and accept Mm -hmm. forgiveness for your past, and even to add on to that, forgive the guy. I mean, yes, that's... That's in itself a healing a healing thing to do. Good question, Alex. Thanks for writing in. The next question is from Jason in South Carolina, and he asks, can a relationship bred in sin be successful? I committed adultery with the woman I'm still with today. It cost me my marriage and my relationship with my children. A few months ago, I found Jesus. Now I'm struggling with if this is a hopeless relationship in the eyes of Jesus.
0: Jason, great question. First of all, I applaud the boldness for even Asking this question, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Jason, we could sit at a table and compare sins and everybody has something in their past that they regret. It's just sometimes some of us mess up on the outside worse than than others. Um, If you had it to go back over and do again, you probably wouldn't do it. You, You may have done some things different. But I will tell you this, Jason, you've got to accept where you are and move on, um, and I'm not saying move on out of the relationship. I'm like, if if you're married to someone, then figure out um, not just how not just how to stay married, but listen, I'm going to pursue her. Just because I did something wrong doesn't mean I need to do another wrong. And so I would I would tell you, and once again, there might be Jason some godly people on the other side of the argument. But I would tell you, start where you are right now and do the right thing. You can't do anything about what you've done in the past. But start where you are right now and do the right thing.
1: That's great. And just a thought on that, Perry. If he isn't married to the woman he's with now, would you suggest him going back to try and restore his marriage?
0: Uh, yes. If you're, if you're not married to her, I would recommend going back and trying to restore your marriage. Absolutely. Wow. And that that might not be an overnight process, but it'll be worth the fight.
1: That's good. The next question is from Anonymous in that the United Kingdom. That is a great Kingdom. name. That's Anonymous.
0: Great. <laughs> God, I bet um, you get a lot of weird looks, Anonymous, when you put down your name on a form. What's your name, Anonymous? <laughs> I'm not going to tell <laughs> She you.
1: asks, there are no single men in my church. Am I supposed to wait for a single man to turn up at my church and hope that I find him attractive, or should I actively go to other churches?
0: Wow. There are no single men in your church. I I would tell you it's time to visit another church. But and, and here's why. Here's why. If your church is not attracting single men, then your church isn't going to attract someone that's going to pursue your heart.
1: Wow. That's great.
0: So, yeah, I'd, I'd go visit some other churches. I'd wear a shirt that says single but not loving it. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just kidding.
1: That's great. Question number seven is from Erica in Missouri, and she writes, The person I'm currently dating is what I'd classify as a gentleman. He was raised by godly parents and treats me right morally, but I feel like I'm more spiritually mature than him, which is the most important aspect of a relationship. What do I do? And Molly from South Carolina asked a similar question when she said, How do you date a Christian who isn't a Christian like you're a Christian?
0: Great question. Erica, Molly, I will tell you this. If you were my daughter... And I, I'm just pre. I'm just preaching. I'm speaking from a purely father situation. I would. I would not let him date you, and that's just me as a dad. Um, because he's going to have to lead you. And let me tell you something, Erica, and and Molly. If you feel like you're frustrated now, marriage is going to magnify the frustration. We talked about that early in an earlier um edition that marriage is a magnifier. And so if if you feel like I am having to pull him along spiritually right now, you will inevitably, by default, become the spiritual leader of your home. And that's that's not that's not gonna be a great you're gonna be frustrated with him for the rest of your marriage because he's not taking the reins of leadership when on the on this side of a marriage on this side of marriage. He never indicated that he was ever going to take the reins. So you're setting yourself up for failure in the future because you're wishing or projecting upon him something Mm -hmm. that he is not showing any signs of becoming right now. Wow. So I would tell you if you're my daughter, you couldn't date him. I'd tell him he couldn't date you. Uh, And then I would would, uh, have somebody put a tracking device on his car (laughs) so I could make sure where he was at all times.
1: So would this be a time for Erica or Molly to sit down and have a conversation with him and see if he will take the spiritual reins, or should they just cut it off and say that's it? No,
0: it's worth a conversation. It's worth a conversation just to see where he is. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he's uncertain. Maybe he's been around Christianity but never made a commitment to Jesus. Um, Maybe there's some things he's struggling through. Um, Give him a chance to fight. Mm, Don't drop him like a bad habit. Give him a chance to fight for your heart.
1: That's great. The next question is from Lily in Minnesota, and she writes, What's up with the whole Ruth and Boaz thing? She didn't pursue him, but what was that? Also, what does it look like practically for a guy to pursue a girl? What is the girl supposed to do? Obviously not play hard to get, but how does she respond to his pursuit? Dang,
0: Lily from Minnesota. Why don't you go ahead and ask four really awesome questions in a row? That's great. Ruth and Boaz thing. Here's the thing about Ruth and Boaz. She didn't pursue him, but she made it obvious that she was open to his pursuit. Mm. And so it's it. If a girl is asking a guy out, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I just don't think that's legit. But I think it's I think it's completely acceptable for a girl to let a guy know. I mean, it, even as simple as this. Hey, I just want to let you know. If you ever ask me out, I'd say yes. I think that's, that's acceptable. Good. Yeah. I think that's totally acceptable because it's still. Puts the 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 burden on the guy, Um, and so I think it's okay to let a guy know that if he asks you out. Now, here's the deal: when you do that, you've got to be ready. If he doesn't ask you out, to to deal with that, you got to be ready to deal Mm -hmm. with that. So, you know, just don't don't go carrying around a a sign in your church lobby going "Need a date? (laughs) We'll go." I mean, that. (laughs) (laughs) um, Also, what does it look like? practically for a guy to pursue a girl what's the girl supposed to do obviously not play hard to get listen you've got to be honest with him from the beginning that's good and so if he asks you out and listen girls if if he's godly if he loves Jesus and he asks you to dinner go to dinner don't don't overanalyze it don't make your name last name and his last name and see if your first name sounds good with his last name don't overanalyze listen go to five guys and have a cheeseburger that there's not a sin there if you don't trust him meet him there uh (laughs) you know no no i'll just meet you at five guys that way you can leave if he's weird anytime um but i would tell you that's what don't play hard to get and don't play games and don't lead him on that's the other thing don't lead him on yep if you don't want to go out with him a second time, if he goes, maybe we could go out again, just go, maybe not, and yeah. and drop it. Fat Amy reference right there. Did you get that? I love pitch it. perfect. Yeah, It's coming awesome. out.
1: Pitch perfect too. Shout it out. is.
0: I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going.
1: No, that's great. So um, Ruth made it obvious to Boaz that she was open to his pursuit by laying at his feet during the night. I wouldn't suggest that, but I mean, that's definitely what Ruth did.
0: That's how I knew Lucretia was interested in me. <laughs> Not really. No, I totally made that up. All
1: right. That leads us to the last question for today. Um, It's from Kenny in Texas. (laughs) Kenny asks, what advice would you give to a 27-year-old divorced dad with three kids aged five and under? Should dating even be an option? If so, when is the right time to introduce them to who you're dating? And how would you overcome the fear that the new relationship will just end like your marriage did?
0: Well, first of all, Kenny, let me speak to the last part of that man, that is just a fear where you're going to have to trust that Jesus is going to lead you into great things. Mm. Um, In any human relationship, there's going to be conflict, there's going to be disagreement, but you've got to trust that Jesus, once again, is going to lead you into great things. So I would say um, it depends on how long you've been divorced. Uh, Normally, I, I tell divorced people, usually take 6 months or a year off and and that's not like a a comm- that's not like the 11th command but uh you know take some time off catch your breath um I wouldn't introduce your kids immediately simply because you don't want to introduce them to every first date you want to go mm-hmm. out with because it might freak your kids out it might freak the person out um so you but I w- I would say and this is just this is perry this is not scripture that you need to feel confident that the relationship is really moving forward before you introduce anyone to the children. And that's simply to protect and guard their heart.
1: That's good. That's really good. Perry, any final thoughts as we close out this episode of Singleness, Sex, and Dating?
0: No, Other than I'm just really enjoying these questions, I mean, I'm, I'm really, it's helping the book take really good shape and form. And it's, I think this podcast is, uh, been a lot of fun. So if you have questions, if you'll just go to PerryNoble.com/slash/ask and and send in your question, we'd love to either answer it in the book or talk about it on this podcast. Because I believe that purity in dating is possible. I believe great marriages are possible. I believe God wants more for us than we could ever ask for or imagine. But it doesn't happen just because we want it or we pray for it. We got to be willing to work for it.
1: That's great. Well, to everyone listening today, thanks for tuning in to Singleness, Sex and Dating and be sure to tune in next time as Perry continues to answer the questions that you've been asking.